When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the Tighten Up Podcast on the A to Z Sports Podcast Network. I'm Jack Gentry alongside my partner, Austin Huff. You can find us both on Twitter. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. He is at Austin Huff. We are the Tighten Up Podcast. Give us a follow on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod. Give us a follow on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. And as always, we're under the A to Z Sports umbrella. So go make sure you're following A to Z Sports on every social media platform. This is Sode number 121. Uh, the Allen Bell being T-Rex handler on the sideline of Sodes. <laughs> it happened. That, people forget. That, that people do forget. And honestly, as Allen kind of grows his own, like, you know, kind of personal brand within CBS Sports and, and through A to Z, um, it, it should be noted that he was, he got his started. He got his start from being T-Rex handler. I mean, there's plenty of great stories like that. Like Larry Bird was bagging groceries. I'm not yeah. saying that Alan Bell is Larry Bird, but I'm saying, you know, humble beginnings, right? No, I think what you're saying is I'm not saying Larry Bird is Alan Bell. Yes, 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 yes. That's yeah. a better way to say it. Uh, the, uh, the, the Alan Bell is the hick from Annie Ick. What was your first job? I don't Austin? know where he's from. I don't know where he's from. Uh, my first job, Old Navy. Hell yeah. Okay. Yeah, I can see that? he was more of a Hollister guy, but okay, Old Navy. So There's still some I, of those. I I did like a little mini tour. Anyone knows the Cool Springs Galleria? In oh yeah, Franklin, Tennessee. Um, the the food court has just evolved oh, yeah. tenfold from the Oasis high school. is what the food court is called. Yeah, um, it used to have like palm trees in there and stuff. It was really cool. Um, the I I I I did a little mini tour around the mall there. I went American Eagle. I did. Um, <laughs> Were you I, Claire's? I did, I, no, I did not do Claire's. No. I did. Uh, I really wanted Hat World, and I tried so hard to get a job at Hat World, and got to the point where like I got to know the manager very well. Like we were buddies, but he never hired me. <laughs> I don't know why. I actually, I kind of know why. Uh, it's probably not super that good annoying. of buddies. Yeah, and then um, he was the track coach down at like MTSU, I think too. Um, and, uh, and then, and then I did worked at fossil gene company where I worked there with Russell Dickerson, shout out, uh, country music star, Russell Dickerson. And, uh, and then I worked at the Dippin' Dots kiosk. <laughs> that's a, that's a hell of a little tour you did. It's, it, oh, yeah. it reminds me of the MTSU track coach. It reminds me of the other guys, how the police chief's got a side job at bed, bath and beyond. Right. <laughs> and he just, he's just quoting TLC the entire time. Right. Don't go right. chasing waterfalls, boys. Yes, exactly. That is that is pretty much. So yeah, so that's my that's my run through the uh the mall. So if you guys are ever wondering, like, how do you get started in sports media? Um, digital sports media. I got your answer. Either get a job at the mall or just be T Rex handler. Boom. Easy. That's the start to every great story. If you, uh, if you get hired by Hat World, you got a leg up. That's right. Uh, that that the Allen Bell being T Rex handler 
on the sideline of so that comes courtesy of a huge Tupper, uh, a a Tupper who we know and love on this podcast, Eldon English. Okay, he's back. Strike one one three. Shout out to Eldon. He uh, this this is a dude who's a massive Tupper. Listens every week, responds every week, reacts every week. We 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 appreciate Eldon because not more. Look, we we love all of our Tuppers. But Eldon is one of those Tuppers who goes above and beyond in the sense that every single week, Jack, he'll do bullet point notes in a tweet and he'll retweet the sode <laughs> with bullet, his bullet point recap of the sode, like the things he learned. And it's, I'll be honest, I laugh out loud almost every single week. They're pretty like, funny. Most of them involving me are for my lack of movie references. So hopefully sure. that earns some points off the top with the other guys. Yeah, that was a good. We'll that see. Was a We've good, got a long he, ways to go. Jack solely made that that movie drop uh, to try and get on uh, Eldon's good side mm-hmm. with his uh, with his movie knowledge. But shout out to Eldon. We appreciate all the interaction that you do for us in the pod, and we appreciate uh, the the show recaps. It's it, they literally are phenomenal. Uh, be like Eldon. Retweet the uh, show. Share with others. And uh, if you want to submit a sode title, which we do need more sode titles. Keep the so titles coming, people. Keep them coming. If you want to submit a so title for next week, if it's good enough, we will use it. Just tweet at us with something obscure about the Titans, and we'll name the so that and then give you the credit like we did for Eldon English at Shrike 113, the Allen Bell being T-Rex Handler on the sideline of Sodes. Now, this week, we've got a massive, massive show. We've got Caroline Fenton on, all right? She's making her first-time appearance. This is Jack and I playing the long con. We're trying, we're trying to get to the the golden goose. Okay. We're trying to get to the cash cat, if you will. We're trying to get to the take master himself. The white Mr. whale. Mr. Jared Stillman. Or, or, or furthermore, Jared Stillman's dad is who we're actually trying to get to. But the long game. You get there through steps and through a process. And 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 we brought Caroline on. Well, first of all, we brought Caroline on because she's been out at all the mini camp practices. She's she knows her stuff. She's so well done. She's so good at what she does. Yeah, she really is. She is a freaking rising star in the sports media game. And uh, I don't know if you listen to Jared Stillman's show or not, but you should at very least for for Caroline Fenton and how good she is. She's awesome on this show. You guys are really going to enjoy her. And then we at, and we do ask her about the still man. Okay? We ask her. And we get her opinion and she actually drops some she drops some knowledge about still man that you probably don't know. Uh and and then on top of that, we have a loaded show today. Like guys, I don't know how we're going to get to everything, but we're going to try our hardest. Just an absolute Oh, no, wait. Sorry. I'm looking at my notes from a podcast back in October. Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, no. Sorry. It's the middle of June and we have uh, very little to talk about. We're eating crumbs this week. It's it's a lean diet. There's not a lot of content out there. Mm-hmm. We're going to try and make lemonade out of uh, fake lemons. So right. let's see if we can do it. Oliver Twist asking for more porridge. Uh, he had more in his bowl than we have right now. Okay. That is, please, sir, can we have some more? That's us to the Titans with content right now. Um, and uh, and then oh, well, I, we'll have Remember the Titan. Don't worry. We're not going anywhere without a Remember the Titan. But before we get to all of that, let's first get a word from Relax the Back. 
Relax the back. The best people in the business and in the comfort business, you'll, you won't find a better place. CEO Glenn Word has made it his mission over at Relax the Back to not just enhance sleep, but enhance lives. And you guys know the story by now. Glenn was involved in a big time car accident a long time ago, and he was looking down the barrel of multiple surgeries to fix back issues and neck issues that stemmed from the incident. But he didn't have to go under the knife. Glenn sought out preventative measures to correct his body through sleep technology and posture improvement. And over the course of time, his body self-corrected. And like I mentioned, he dodged all the procedures. And that is why Relax the Back stands today and is a passion project of Glenn's. Now, like I said, they set out every day to help people in the Nashville area live better. But they also set out every day to help people in the Nashville area work better and feel better every single day. If you're like me and you struggle with insomnia and posture issues, then Look no further. This is the place for you. They've got a variety of chairs that combat neck and back pain. And I'm telling you, I sat in just about every single one of them. They are awesome. You are you are upright and it's not bothersome. It's You are very comfortable in the upright position, maintaining good posture while you're working on your computer like most of you guys do nowadays, hunched over at your desk, typing away, and your posture kind of just goes out the window. But with these chairs, it doesn't. They've also got Technogel and Tempur-Pedic pillows and mattresses to maximize your sleep every night. I mean, you sleep like a baby with some of this stuff. It is new technology. It is constantly cool. There are two sides to the pillow that stay cool throughout the night. Uh, the Relax the Back team is going to make sure you're waking up and feeling great every single day. So go check them out. They're at 2020 Glen Echo Road in Nashville, Tennessee. It's right across from the road from uh, the, the Green Hill Regals Movie Theater. You guys know about that. It's over by Hillsborough High School. Um, and if you're unable to get there in person, don't sweat it. You can check them out online at stores.relaxtheback.com slash Nashville and start feeling better today. And when you go in and you see Glenn, make sure to tell them that A to Z Sports sent you. With all that said, let's talk Titan. What is up, Flame Heads? Welcome into the Tighten Up Podcast. Today is June 29th, 2022. And Jack, how are you, man? Yeah, it's uh it's been a good week. Wouldn't say it's been a busy week. Um, not a lot to get to, obviously. We're kind of we're, we're scraping the bottom of the barrel. We'll be honest. Yeah. We're gonna be transparent like we always are. Right. Oh, we are always transparent with you. Okay. We're nothing if not transparent. So just know that, like, when it came time to prepping for this week's show, Jack and I were like, just we're, we're thrown, we're literally thrown poop at the wall. Okay, not literally, not literally, but and none we of it seeing, stuck. None of it stuck. It's like these. What? What are these walls made of? <laughs> There's I'm no substance in the poop this week. That's why right. they didn't stick. And That's probably what, well. You're the poop expert, so I'll take your word for it on that one. Well. Okay. But either way, what we're trying to say is we have nothing to prepare for. I, seriously, like we're scraping. This is the, this is, we're in the dog days, people. I mean, not just with football because it's hockey ended recently. Basketball's over. You've got mm -hmm. baseball for the next two months trying to carry you to a preseason in August. But right now it's tough. I, I was sitting by my computer the last couple of days waiting for the NFL to drop Deshaun Watson's suspension. 
now waiting for Baker Mayfield's trade to Seattle to be finalized. Waiting yeah, right. for something, a Jeffrey Simmons right. extension. Please, content gods, give us a give us a drizzle of rain. But nothing, nothing has come. It's it's, it's a tough week out here for the content people. Yeah, it is, and it and it that that's the thing too. It's because it's like at least if something happens with another team. Jack and I can play that extremely obscure game of dominoes and how it affects the Titans. Exactly. <laughs> but we can't even do that this week. Like there's literally been nothing. And I like, I, look, I think if you listen to the Titan up podcast, I think if you listen to the rise up podcast, I think if you listen to the bear down podcast, any NFL team podcast this week, like, in fact, do me a favor, Tuppers. Okay. I want you to do me a favor. I want you to listen to every other podcast this week. And, and I want you to tell me what they're talking about and then report back to us and let us know because we like Jack and I are like literally sitting here scratching our our heads. But make sure to one star all of the other podcasts. Right. We have yeah. to we have to remain at the top of the mountain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Give them poor rating. I mean, you can rate, review and subscribe, but then just make sure to unsubscribe and give them poor rating. Yeah. Even uh, if you, you really do. like it and may never listen to us again. Yes, uh, because like if you remember, like this time last summer, we had uh, we had Julio Jones news to talk about, you know, like we had that's another thing you're right to talk about. And like this summer, it's just like, uh, uh, we got more money from Julio. Thanks. It's like when like your grandma gives you like money in a birthday card, it's like, okay, thanks, grandma. Like, but like, there's it's not an actual gift, it's not anything to like. Until you actually do something with that money, there's nothing to talk about. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, 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 the decision then becomes yours on what you want to get yourself, which is yeah. harder, and then you end up wasting the money on something dumb anyways. But like that's another thing that's been bizarre, right? Because there's plenty of high-profile wide receivers that are still without a job. I mean, all the guys we've talked about recently, Odell Beckham Jr., Julio Jones is still out there, uh, Cole Beasley, Emmanuel Sanders, Alan Hearns. I mean, Alan Hearns is where, you know, kind of drops off. But there's still a handful of receivers that could produce wherever they land in the NFL that have still yet to be signed. And obviously the injury and age issues with Julio Jones and the injury issues with OBJ and the age issues with Cole Beasley, um, it's – it's still a little surprising to me that no moves have been made, but man, I just want, like, I, I, I want the Colts to go ahead and sign Julio. I feel uh-huh. like that's going to happen. The Matt Ryan Julio reunion's going to happen. So I wish they'd do it soon so we could at least react to it on, uh, you know, in the dry, in the dry month. That Dude, we I, I kind of players report in July 26th. I'll take the Titans resigning Julio, honestly, just to give us something. I don't really? Know. You will? I, 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 at this point, yes. Uh, look, I'll, I'll go as far as say, I'll get the. I always the Titans would uh, trade for Corey Davis. That's oh. how hungry I am for oh, content. Oh, 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 you're walking down a bad route, Austin. <laughs> you're, you're you're walking the long way home with some of these. Look, Jack, I'm hungry and I want something to eat. Okay, and I I. But I, you've tasted Julio Jones before. You spit it out. I saw you do it. I did, yeah. Corey Davis, right. I mean, that was borderline rotten banana bread we were shoving down our throats. It was, it was rotten banana bread. Uh, it was, it. I mean, but keep for a while there, that banana bread was good. It, it had, was yeah, delicious it, it, bread. There were a couple bites in it where it gave you some promise, but you we know, turned the moldy banana into some banana bread. Uh, but you but really yeah, want to go like, back to those guys? Oh, I don't know. I'm just like, thinking things about things are like, bad right now and dry, but we 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 don't have to do that to ourselves. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just, I don't know, Jack. I just, I'm on a ledge right now and I need to be talked off of it. Um, 
it's rough. And it's like, like I can't even like get excited about like a, an old fashioned Derrick Henry, Jonathan Taylor debate right now. You know, I mean, we all know Derrick Henry's 10 million times better than Jonathan Taylor. I mean, Jonathan Taylor's best season doesn't even hold a candle to Derrick Henry's worst. <laughs> so, uh, but like, like, it's just, it's just one of those things. Like I saw, I saw, I, I'm seeing a lot of lists and even like the hypothetical lists that are coming out right now are kind of boring, kind of lame. You know, it's like the, uh, for $15, oh, uh, who, oh. who would you buy your, who would you buy? Uh, I love that game because nobody has the right answer, right? Like I, if you go to tighten up podcast, Twitter, you'll, you'll see, we quote tweeted it with 15 Craig Stevens because he was up for $1, but that what, what makes those so funny is how they rate the players. Yeah. They had Ryan Tannehill at more money four, than at $4 Morgan moon. Well, I mean, Warren Moon was three dollars. Ryan Tannehill was four. People are like, "What the hell is going on here?" Statistically, I, I, statistically, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm actually going to look this up right here on the fly. I statistically, I think Ryan Tannehill is better than uh, Warren Moon. Statistically, I think you're really wrong on that. One. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking it up. I'm looking it up before you guys all jump down my throat. Uh, his three years, just his three years in t- in Tennessee. All right. Justice three years. Now I'm looking at Warren Moon. You're okay. not going to like what you're going to find. Maybe I won't. Maybe I won't. Okay. But let's look at Warren Moon's 10 years in Houston. Okay. <laughs> oh, so Warren out. Moon in 10 years in Houston, 70 and 69 quarterback record. The winning quarterback. Tannehill in Tennessee, 30 and 13. Okay. He's got a head start, but he's got seven years to go. That's true. That's true. But. Uh, a one game over 500 record versus a uh, 17 uh, games over 500. And let's hear Warren moon. Didn't have Derrick Henry though. So you got to factor that in. That's true. But he did have, did he have, no, he didn't. He didn't have Earl Campbell. Maybe they overlapped a little bit. Maybe for, maybe for a couple years, but. Um, So uh, Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill completion percentage better. Ryan Tannehill. Well, yards, yards is more and more at 33,000 passing yards. Ryan Tannehill has 10,000. Yeah, so I don't even think ten- Tannehill's going to end up in his career with 33,000 passing yards. Uh, Tannehill already is at 30,000 in his career. Okay. Well, he'll do it at the end of this season. So, so uh, Tanne- Tannehill, <laughs> hold on, hold on. Tannehill in nine years, in six years in Miami, three years in Tennessee, has almost as many passing yards if if ryan daniel throws but Austin, passing yards totally i'm just saying the statistics here 100 and the statistics here are he's better than warren moon statistically so so, ryan Tannehill is better than i want i want to hear it from your mouth are you saying that ryan Tannehill is better than warren moon i am saying statistically yes he is if you look at his numbers oh. yes i'm Man. just saying it's inter, interception percentage 2.1 this is why we needed something to talk about this week. We're already oh my gosh, in Ryan Tannehill versus inter- Warren Moon. His interception percentage is better than Warren Moon's. I'm awesome. I, look. I'm, I'm not sitting here doing this with you. I'm not think, doing this. I'm not playing your look, game, dude. You're you're on a treadmill right now, and the incline just keeps getting higher and higher. <laughs> that is, dude. I I came into this argument half joking, but now I'm like, now that I'm actually looking at the 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 numbers, and and as they say. Numbers do not lie, Jack. Numbers do narratives lie. Men Numbers lie. Do not. Women lie. Numbers never lie. Numbers never lie. Narratives lie, Jack. That's an important thing to note. Narratives lie. 
Numbers never do. Ryan Daniels, and I encourage anyone to look this up. Do your own research, right? We live in a COVID era where everyone does their own research. Do it. Look it up. Ryan Tannehill is better statistically than Warren Moon. This is shocking me as I'm saying it. I just want that to be known. But, okay, well, let's let's keep it at better statistically, right? I think Warren Moon had a little bit more in his bag than Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill has been extremely productive and efficient it's in all three big, seasons with the Titans. Like I'm, Extremely. Aside from last regular season, he's been phenomenal in the regular season and really even last season. I mean, his numbers weren't horrendous. They were the worst that's been in Tennessee, but – I mean, yeah. comparatively to the other 32 quarterbacks in the league, like, I mean, so there's a lot of people who would want Tannehill. But jeez, I, I would say. Go ahead, comparing him to Warren Moon. I would say Warren Moon's playoff stats. But look, if 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 Ryan I mean, Tannehill, Tannehill's not winning any playoff stat battle. Look, if Tannehill gets the crap that he gets, Warren Moon, man, I hope Warren Moon doesn't have a Twitter account. That's what I'll say because wow, he would he would get absolutely ripped by Titans fans. Okay. All right. Well, hey, look, uh, embrace debate. You know, a seventeen Tuppers. to fourteen touchdown to interception per uh, ratio. Seventeen uh, to fourteen. Tannehill in the positive though. Uh, and he's three and seven all time. Let's look at Tannehill. This is you like how we're just we're just doing our show on the fly like this. Yeah. Like this is it's this is great. this is June. This is a June show. But it's June. Yeah. Uh, so Tannehill's only two and three. All right. Two and three, which every quarterback, let, let it be, let the record say, unless you're like a Peyton Manning or a Tom Brady, most quarterbacks in the NFL have losing records it's in tough. the playoffs. It's tough. It, and that, I, I want that to be known. I want that to, like, everyone to realize that, like, unless you are, like, you know, the, the elite, cream of the crop. Yeah. Yes. You have a losing record in the playoffs just because you, if you, you know, you, you lose a game, you're out. Like, you don't, you don't, you don't get, get a chance. To, you don't get to go 500. Yeah. Right. So, um, what are what are uh, Tannehill's touchdown to interceptions? Tannehill seven to five. So again, slightly better. Still close. <laughs> slightly better. Slightly better. <laughs> I hate that we've made it this far into this debate, but the stats the stats are static. Okay, Warren Moon's completion percentage in the playoffs just two percentage points higher, sixty four to sixty two. Um, and uh, their their quarterback rating. Oh my gosh, Jack, you don't want to hear it, but Ryan Tannehill has a better quarterback rating than Warren Moon in the playoffs. E- easier to play quarterback now. It's easier. Warren Moon didn't have the benefit of all the rules, the PIs, the Derrick Henry. You sound like you sound like one of those dudes on the internet that literally Ryan Tannehill can do no no right. Yeah, all I'm I love saying Ryan is, Tannehill, but Tannehill's I, been bad. Tannehill's been bad in the playoffs. I think the okay? Titans can win a Super Bowl with him, which is more than a lot of Titans fans. Okay, think. thank you, and I I appreciate that. That is a lot more than a lot of Titans fans can. Look, Tannehill's been bad in the playoffs, but Tannehill can be good in the playoffs. Like that, that is a possibility. Just he hasn't there's, been. The last but there's two just years. a lot of there's a lot of like uh, there's a lot of. Prisoner you know, of seeing the is believing people out there. Yeah, and prisoner of the moment, you know, because in 2019, people were ready to put him in the top 10, and now, um, obviously, the Titans just drafted a quarterback because Tannehill showed showed uh, showed a weakness last year that we hadn't seen yeah. from him yet. So, um, he's he, for as long as he'll be here, he'll be the most polarizing player on the team, but he's got Ooh. some advantages that Warren Moon never had. Warren Moon started his career 2-3 and three in the playoffs. How about that? And it's then not even is bad there, for your first five playoff games. His very his very next game. And how about that? His very next game, he did what? 
his very next game in the playoffs. What happened? Oh, sorry. My Siri went off. His very next game in the playoffs, a win. Oh, that's that. good. That's good. So if Dan, if Daniel's if Daniel's on the same Warren Moon trajectory, next one's but, a win. I like but that. I think I proved my point. Uh, going back to the dumb hypotheticals that you see on the internet, uh, it's statistically Tannehill. Tannehill deserves that four dollar ranking over Warren Moon. Statistically, it's, it's a lot closer than I thought it was. I'll give you, you can that. get Warren Moon on a budget. Think, look at it, look at it that way. You can get Warren Moon on a no, pretty I, good deal. I'm taking Warren three dollars, three dollars. Yeah, I'm, t- yeah. I'm taking him for three dollars. But, but I mean, you, you get Derrick Henry, yeah, you can probably get you know one really good receiver, and the really good receivers, there are two of them, um, Derrick Mason and AJ that, Brown. That's what I did. I went Derrick Mason and 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 maybe go Drew Bennett, Derrick Mason, or Derek, Washington, maybe Derrick Henry. Just because I only like guys named Derek, and there were no other guys named Derek, so I just stopped after just buying those two guys, and yeah, I saved I mean, eight it's, bucks. It's why you named your daughter Derica, like <laughs> right, Derica. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, but and uh, there was another hypothetical I saw uh, where it was they ranked the quarterback and head coach, and it, who would win in a Royal Rumble or a battle <laughs> a battle royale. So, so like Tannehill and Vrabel would be teamed up, for example, and they'd go up against every other quarterback and coach in the NFL. Where do you think they ranked? Top five. Top five. They are top five. Correct. I'm going. Vrabel kicks just about everybody's ass. Vrabel holds a lot of the weight in this argument. Yes, like, for sure. So, so the guys that could that could beat Vrabel probably like Robert Sala, younger guys. Dan Campbell, I mean, he's biting kneecaps out there. That'd be a good. That would be a battle to the death. Yeah, but really, there there isn't a long list of dudes who could take Vrabel. I'm going to say they're third. Third, they're actually ranked first in really? this. Really? Yeah. Who's who's behind? Who are the next couple? This is from we'll Chris get to, Sims. Chris then, Sims's podcast, by the way. Then we'll get to um, Caroline Fenton. Ryan Tannehill, Mike Vrabel ranked first, just below them. Josh Allen. I was going to say McDermott and Allen. Yeah, and Allen's I actually like dude. that. I I think they're good at, at two. Then Jared Goff and Dan Campbell. Let's be honest, Dan Campbell's carrying all of the weight in that fight. Yeah, Jared Goff, you could break him over your knee. Yeah, and then Wilson and Sala with the Jets. Uh, Zach Sala. Wilson. Zach Wilson's never been in a fight. I mean, he's Mormon, so he's never been. In a yeah, fight he's just life. gonna have to be poking eyes while Sala's doing the the you know the heavy lifting there. Yeah. The, yes. Yes. Uh, and then prison rules. I don't like number five. Number five is Lamar Jackson, John Harbaugh. I don't understand where this I, toughness from John Harbaugh. I don't like, hate it though. I Harbaugh's don't think got a John mean Har- streak in him. John Harbaugh would get his ass kicked, dude. Jim well, Harbaugh would, has drink- a better chance to win in a fight than John Harbaugh. Dude, the the Harbaugh's drink milk with their steak. I mean, they are they are not calcium. both of them. They, they've got calcium and protein just coursing through their veins. No, probably, remember, probably gout as well. Uh, John Harbaugh starts starts whining. He's like, it's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. It's disrespectful. Do you think a dude who's good at fighting would react that way? It's a good question. It, it, it is kind of a pipsqueak thing because after the like, Titans stomped all over, or I mean, after the, the Ravens stomped all over the Titans logo, I don't think Rabel really made much of it. He didn't. And I think that's because Rabel knows he can kick anyone's ass. <laughs> and when you know you can kick people's ass, you don't you don't start you don't bark at them. You don't, you don't want small it. dogs do the yippy barks. Trust me, I have one. I have a small dog. 
does the yippee barks all the time. But you know who doesn't do the yippee barks? The big dogs. It's you're right. It's overcompensating for the for the lack of size and right. Right. I think Mike Tomlin and I oh, guess right now Mitch yeah. Trubisky should have been higher. Um, because you, you don't want Kenny Pickett throwing. Yeah, he's got just those because they're so small, tiny hands. Yeah, he probably wouldn't, yeah. wouldn't be enough to like even give you a black eye. And Josh, Josh, I mean, uh, um, uh, uh, Justin Fields, Justin Fields, and Matt Eberflus. I, I low key, I, would, I think they should be higher. Matt That's Eberflus a is a he's strictly a, for Eberflus. Yeah, yeah, former DC in in college. What's up, dude? Uh, Mizzou. He uh his defense is used to kick my ass on scout team. Um <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so literally this is where we're at. This is where we're at with um that was good though. We made it work. Yeah, this is where we're at. I think at. we so, got we got a few drops out of our fake lemons. I look, we tried. We tried, guys. We're we're just trying to get out of here. Uh, or I mean, we're just trying to get some content to you guys. And we hope that I mean this should just show you how bare we are this week. So without further ado, let's just go ahead and get to Caroline Fenton because she's awesome. She brings it. She's a lot of fun. And I think you guys are really going to enjoy her. And right after we, we hung up with her, I told Jack, I said, I think we like, obviously we have a new aunt in our family tree, but mm-hmm. I think we've got a girl that we're going to be going to a bunch because yeah, she's she'll be so back. awesome. She'll have to, she'll have to be back. She, right. And not great. solely just for the Jared Stillman. Comment. No, a lot of like, great Titan stuff. I mean, I she, think a lot of you guys will be excited with what she had to say about some of these some of these rookies. There you go. Um, How, there, how's that for a tease? But before we get to all of that, let's first, you know what, Jack? I kind of before we talk, Caroline, you know, I'm going to talk some dentistry. Oh, well, I have the perfect spot to talk about. That would be Dr. Heckland's Family and Cosmetic Dentistry located in West Nashville. You know, I went in for a cleaning and I had a fantastic experience. Very nice people, very experienced staff. Um, they know what they're doing. They've been in Nashville for over 40 years, which means they're doing something right. Maybe more than one thing too. Maybe they're doing everything right. They were when I went in, at least they mentioned to me, I said, I said, Dr. Eklund, what, what's the age range between the patients you treat? And he said, well, we've got a two-year-old, we've got some, you know, toddlers coming in. We also have a 104 year old lady who comes in and I was like, oh my God, they treat literally everybody under the sun. So no matter what your age, you can go in and they'll fix you up. They'll put on your favorite music or your favorite channel on the TV while you get your teeth cleaned or a crown put in. You know, maybe you're going in for dentures or a smile makeover, veneers. They do all of that stuff. So if you're due for a cleaning and you just want to get on the schedule, you hadn't been in a little while like I hadn't, but I went in and got my teeth cleaned and had a good time doing it. Check out these people. And if it's been a while for you, consider getting a whitening treatment. They're offering 10% off core whitening if you mention A to Z Sports. So go check them out. They're at 5606 Brookwood Place off White Ridge Road in West Nashville. And get your smile looking right for the summer. Let's see those pearly whites this summer. Go check out Dr. Heckland's Family and Cosmetic Dentistry. Oh, it's got Oh man, guys, uh, super excited, super excited because we're adding to our family tree. We're bringing in a brand new aunt to the podcast. Uh, you know her as the co-host of Stillman and Company featuring Caroline Fenton, uh, mainly because she is Caroline Fenton. You can follow her on Twitter at Caroline Fenton one. 
Uh, and you can follow her on Instagram just at Caroline Fenton. Just drop the one for the Instagram. Uh, Caroline. Yeah, Caroline Fenton was taken on Twitter. I've been DMing her because she hasn't oh, tweeted since like 2014. Oh, really? I'm like, just give me the name. Just give me the I, name. I use it so much more than you do. Yeah, I thought you were going to say the other way around. Caroline Fenton one was taken on Instagram, so I had to go with just Caroline. Fenton. I would ditch the one if I could. <laughs> one has been a thorn in my side since I joined Twitter. Isn't it the worst? Like, it's so frustrating because... Like I was, I was, uh, I, I first started my Twitter account at, I was at hire Austin Huff because I didn't have a job at the time and I was looking to get <laughs> a job. And so I was hire Austin Huff and, and there was, and then finally I got a job. So it was kind of awkward that I still had hire Austin Huff. So I was like, I need to change it. And I'd love to change it to just Austin Huff, but some kid was sitting on it. Mm-hmm. And so I started following him. Probably right, put a I, pretty high price on that name too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, oh, it's a huge name. It's a, everyone wants that name. Uh, and I, Caroline, which if you're not already doing this, follow the person that has Caroline Fenton. Okay. Cause I was sitting on it and I was following the kid. And one day I noticed he tweeted and he changed his name to Aus, AUS, the number 10 Huff. And the second I dropped everything I was doing, I I grabbed it. And now I, now I'm Austin Huff and it's like, I need to sign up for notifications for at Caroline Fenton's tweets because I'm going to be just scouring (laughs) it, just waiting for when she drops, when she changes it to Caroline Fenton. One zero, Caroline. One zero, Fenton. yes, yeah, exactly. It's the Austin's and the Fenton's that really get us. It's going to, it's going to happen. My, I just, <laughs> I, instead of putting the number at the end, I had to go middle initial. So I go, I, I'm Jack A. Gentry. Because yeah. Jack Gentry is taken by that someone who doesn't use Twitter. That sounds very distinguished, though. It is. It sounds the middle well, initial I, is very snooty in a good and way. Stephen he's a, a, he's a like I'm of, better than you because I have a middle name. And yes. You don't. Stephen A. Smith kind of paved the road for everybody with a middle name that starts with A. That is, so, that is very true. That is true. Right. That it would makes, be Caroline it, E. Fenton. And if you read it on Twitter, it would just be Caroline E. Fenton. And that is not very professional. <laughs> Caroline E. So Fenton, I'm really yeah. having, like, parents didn't think about that, didn't think about no. my Twitter name when they were naming me, which is pretty selfish of them. They should have um, been Caroline A. Fenton, especially, you know. Right, like A it's is the superior face. middle initial. Mm-hmm. Thank yeah. you, thank you. I'll yeah. take that. Stephen Smith just doesn't sound as cool as Stephen. No, not even close. Also, we don't talk Jack enough is... about how his name is Stephen. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's, it's the A that like makes it's us completely forget about cool what that his Stephen name is actually. Yeah, Stephen. It's, it's the bow tie on the on the regular name, right? You just exactly. drop that A middle initial. It's like putting a bow tie on. Exactly. Jack um, is a private school kid, so it makes sense that he goes by Jack A. Gentry. <laughs> you know, it's, I'm surprised excuse me. Jack I didn't realize A. Gentry I was the, the third. Yeah. Of a private school graduate. Jesus. Pardon me. Austin going to Brentwood High. Okay. But Caroline, we want to know how you got to Nashville, how you, you know, found your place at 1025 the game. What's Caroline Fenton's journey look like? Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, uh, you probably hear this from every single person you talk to that, like, if you would have asked me 10 years ago that I'd be in this place, I probably wouldn't have ever expected this, but it's so true. Um, So I graduated from LSU in 2019 and I got an internship with ESPN right after I graduated, which is a dream come true. Um, Played on my internship and I ended up getting a full-time job at ESPN. So I spent about two years in Bristol, Connecticut. I was working on the digital video team. I was a digital video producer for the digital live stream team, which was an absolute blast. So um, my main job was taking ESPN's existing priorities, whether that be um, like their existing properties, college game day, sports center, um, the jump and trying to figure out how to kind of shift that into a digital space. So you know, we helped launch SportsCenter on Snapchat, 
I worked on Countdown to College Game Day, which was a digital live stream version of College Game Day. So that's what we did. We produced shows. I created graphics. I had an absolute blast. But my whole life, my dream had been to be on air. It's just to talk about mm-hmm. sports. And the area of, of sports talk radio had always been so intriguing to me. I loved the idea that it was just sports. You know, you're not worrying about all the pomp and circumstance of what everything looks around you, the set behind you. It's all about, let's just talk about sports. So i had always wanted to kind of get into that area. Um, and so I saw, I, I was talking to one of my, my mentors from ESPN talking to him about that's ultimately what I wanted my job to be was to be on air, how I was interested in sports talk radio and how he had, you know, kind of paved his career through sports talk radio and through that mentorship and just kind of searching around the country of where I could get my start. I found the job listing for 1025 and it was, I applied to it with it being like my absolute reach for the stars, shoot for the moon. This is never going to happen, but I may as well just put my name out there. Um, And just with connecting with some people at 1025, with some people in Nashville, I was able to get an interview and had some really great conversations. And 1025 was the perfect fit because they were looking to expand their digital presence, which is something that I had a lot of expertise with at ESPN. So they were looking for digital expertise. I was looking for an on-air opportunity. So it was just kind of the perfect marriage of my skill set and my goals and what what ESPN 1025 was trying to prioritize. So that's kind of how it happened. It was really just applying for it online, figuring out that we wanted the same things. And I came to Nashville to visit and fell in love with it. Um, fell in love with Nashville. And since then, since March of 2021, it's been home. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. That's, awesome. I was there. So I was there at, uh, I was at the game, uh, when it, the format switched, it was one Oh two five, the party back in the day, which I don't even know. Uh, Jack, WPRT. WPRT. Yes. Yeah. And, and yes, exactly. That's how it, that's, it, it made a lot more sense to be WPRT when it was the party. And then and then it flipped to uh, well, it's still ESPN. a party. It's just oh, it still is a party for party. sure. Yeah, it's for still sure. very much so a party. So, uh, Caroline, you do you first of all, congratulations on the job. Uh, that is it's awesome. And it uh, you were so thankful to have you in Nashville. And I say we I'm I'm in Chicago, but uh, <laughs> but I, I consider myself still a Nashvillian. Uh, and I can love a Chicago lot. here. Mm-hmm. Oh, thank. You. Okay, good. Yeah. All right, good. Yeah. Then, this is a very pro Chicago podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Caroline, um, now uh, your co-host Jared Stillman, yes. a guy I have uh, known. He was he came in and he shadowed uh, the show, the show that I was the executive producer of on the game way back in the day. Steve Gorman Sports. He came in and shadowed us for a day. So I've known Jared Stillman since he was like you know. I want to say prepubescent, but but he was in college. Um, he was in college at the time at Louisville, and uh, he came in to shadow us and sat in. And I've I've known him since. Great dude, he's I love great. him to death. Absolutely, like I think he's I think he's very smart, and I think he's very when it comes to broadcasting, it's one of the absolute best. Absolutely. However, you do know he's a bit of a lightning rod. You know? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's got his takes. He's got he's his got takes that, some hot takes. He's got some some burning hot takes, and then he's got some takes that go cold the second they come out of his mouth. <laughs> they intended to be hot, but they go cold the second they come out of his mouth. For you personally, when you're working with Jared, when you're working with him every day, what is that? What is that? What is that experience like? Is it uh, like when he's when he says stuff? Because I know I feel like you're the the yin to his yang. You know, you're the kind of like you can zag when he zigs. I try to. Is that is that hard on some days when it's when he comes in and he's like, I think, you know, 
you know, blah, blah, blah. And then you're like, that is the worst take ever. <laughs> is that, is that hard for you on some days? It is. Every day is an adventure. I'll say that um, <laughs> it's an adventure. And I do want yeah. to preface this by saying, because I think there are so many people who think Jared is just making things up just for shock value. And I will say he is 100% authentic. Mm-hmm. What okay. he's like off air is what he's like on air and his takes albeit even if you hear them and you're like what in the world he believes them wholeheartedly so there is not a a fake bone in his body everything that is on the show is authentic and i'm not just saying that because i'm his co-host i'm saying that because i want people to understand that it is 100 authentic that's good to know because i i know him i know him and i still come like think like there's no way like there's no Like he has to be like, you know, exaggerating a little bit, but you're saying it's all 100% authentic. It's 100% authentic. And you say, is it hard? And it's interesting because I've learned so much from it because he is able to dissect certain things like Mike Vrabel, for example. Mike Vrabel's not going to tell you anything. So sometimes it takes a little bit of reading between the lines, a little bit, bit of dissecting of the words. And I've learned to do that. And he does that, I think, better than anyone. He's able to pull something um, I don't want to say out of nothing, but he's able to make a story out of something that maybe nobody else will be able to make a story out of. But sometimes it's my job to be like, okay, you could be onto something. Like, let's look into this here. Let's discuss this. And sometimes I'm like, no, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> we were having this conversation and I don't even remember if it was off air or on air or both, but he asked Mike Frable a question about Dylan Raidens. And said, do you want Dylan Raidens to be the right tackle? And Mike Vrabel said, yeah, you know, I want everyone to compete for their position. And that was, Jared said, he said, yes, he said, yes. (laughs) And I was like, no, but like, he said, yeah, you know, like if someone says, hey, do you want to get Subway for lunch? I could say, yeah, you know, or we could like get Chick-fil-A. So that's not me saying, yes, I want Subway. I think that's just me buffering the question. So sometimes it, it takes a little bit of, of reeling in and sometimes I can see where his brain is going and the gears are turning. Right. And I'm like, I'm with you. Okay, I can get on this train with you. And sometimes I'm like, nope, let's put this thing in reverse. Um, but it really is so fun. And I've learned, you know, I just had my one year, I wanted to five a few months ago. And I kind of took that time to really reflect on the past year. And I was like, oh my God, the person that I am today, the broadcaster I am today, the yeah. sports analyst, sports fan is completely different and so much more evolved and so much smarter than I was a year ago. And it's because of Jared. It's because he's able to look at things in a completely different way. He can take the same story that everyone in Nashville, everyone in the country has, and he's able to make it either more relevant for Nashvilleians or maybe more interesting for Nashvilleians or provides a different way of thinking. Um, So he's very, very gifted in that sense that he's able to just look at things in a different way. But sometimes it's like, all right, put it in reverse. Maybe not go there. But What's the one, what's the one take where you were like, that, that like literally baffled you the most or or that like where you butted heads on the most? Because, I mean, we all have them. Uh, Jack and I have them, you know, yeah, like it was Tom Brady, Ryan Tannehill a couple of years ago. We oh, got yeah. into it big mm-hmm. time. Jared yeah. brings that up daily that it, it literally haunts him in his dreams that he said, take <laughs> Ryan Tannehill over Tom Brady. Um, it, he, it haunts him to this day. I know it does. But it's funny you say that because I have two. And okay. one came on my very first day on air because I, I, <laughs> yes, yes. I spent a week at 1025 just kind of, you know, like getting used to things behind the scenes. But my very first day on air, my jaw dropped to the floor and I was like, oh, my God, this is what everyone was talking about. Jared's hot takes. He said that Ellie Tolvanen's floor is Philip Forsberg for all of you, you Preds fans out there. And wow. I was like, OK, this is my like, first day on air. You know, I'm my 
understanding and my of the history of the national predators was very novice very elementary at sure. the time but i was like that is a flaming hot take <laughs> and i still i still to this day make fun of him for it and then another one came and this was right before uh, maybe a couple weeks before the playoff game against the Bengals. And this was when, you know, Derrick Henry's status was still kind of up in the air. We didn't really know what the injury was going to look like, how he was going to come back from injury. And he said, no matter what, absolutely positively, no matter what, you don't bench Derrick Henry. You don't put Deontay Foreman or Dontrell Hilliard on the field. You, you let Derrick do his thing. Let the big dog eat. And nine times out of 10, I would completely agree with you. But I was like, if Derrick Henry has 12 yards at the half, like pull yeah. it, like just right. try something different. And I think right. at that point, we'd all understood that Ryan Tannehill in 2021 was not the Ryan Tannehill of 2019 or 2020. And I thought they're not going to win this game by throwing the ball. You're going to have to win this game by running the ball. And you can't win this game if Derrick Henry can't run. So I said, right. like, you have to at least explore different options. And we butted heads for like the entire week or two weeks leading up to this playoff game that I was like, I understand it's Derrick Henry. I understand he's the best running back in the league, but sometimes you have to reevaluate that he hasn't played a game in right. however long. Um, so we butted heads a lot. And I think after the playoff game, he was like, you know what? You were right. And I was like, I know I was. Oh, wow. He said I it. Was. Oh my gosh. Did you get it on tape? Did you, did this you was off. It? This was off air. Oh, so yeah. But I was like, when Deontay Foreman had 62 yards, Derek Henry had 64, something like that. Like it was a very negligible difference. It was like, there yeah. you go. Right. Sometimes right. you got to switch things up. And you no, I, will, I, I was in the camp. They needed to, they needed to, I thought they needed to bring back Derek for the week 18 game against the Texans. Give him a tune up, get, let him, let him get some carries, get some snaps under his belt and not come back in the playoffs. Or I mean, you know, come back more suited in the playoffs be more right. game then, ready knock yeah. the rust yeah. off a little bit mm -hmm. but you're right i i do think and i i honestly i think both him and Derek, uh D donta foreman and uh Derek needed more carries in the second half but they just completely abandoned the run and if you're going to give the ball to anyone in that game you got to keep feeding it to deonta because he was he i mean was he moving. was I mean, he was moving off of what 30, 40 yard run. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's working. Keep going with what's working. Yeah, it was his and longest run of the season. And yes. like there in the second half. And then, I mean, obviously, we all know Tannehill throws that pick uh, because, you know, uh, <laughs> because the Titans offense was so predictable. Uh, yeah. But, well, uh, but well, yeah. Well, so, Caroline, with all this being said, and, you know, obviously there were multiple games where I think Titans fans and Titans media were questioning what offensive coordinator Todd Downing was calling. What's your trust level in Downing heading into next season? Obviously, they bring in Tim Kelly from Houston to be the passing game coordinator. Do you think that Todd Downing is on a really short leash, or do you think that with you know guys staying healthy, he's got a better shot to succeed next year? That's the tough thing because I look at the steps back that this Titans offense took in 2021, and you can pinpoint it to several different things. You can say, okay, well, there's no Johnny Smith. So, you know, that you know, that's Ryan Tannehill's favorite red zone target. So could that have been it? Was it the offensive line? Was it the pass protection? Was it the injuries that it was a constant cycle of wide receivers coming in and out of the game? Was it Todd Downing? And I think that's a difficult question to answer because you don't really know what it was. What was the problem? What was it? Was it Ryan Tannehill just naturally regressing? Cause that could be something that is, that is the case. I do think Downing has somewhat of a short leash, but I do think the addition of Tim Kelly is very interesting, even though we don't know what his role is going to be. And they're not going to tell you for some reason it is super top secret, but I do think that, you know, 
bringing him in, at least bringing some sort of expertise to the passing game, I think will be helpful. But I do think that there is a good bit of Ryan Tannehill being able to pop off in 19 and 20 because, because Arthur just was able to unlock something in him, whether it was the style of play, whether it was the play calling, whatever it was, there just seemed to be this level of comfort and confidence that Tannehill had under Arthur that he didn't have under Todd Downing. I do think that the Titans have the utmost belief in Todd Downing. Um, even if they didn't, they wouldn't tell you. Um, but I do look at this offense and I wonder, okay, you, so you brought in a new receiver in, water, in Robert Woods. You have Treyland Burks. This offense is going to look completely different. The addition of Austin Hooper as well. This offense is going to look completely different. So if Todd Downing is going to continue to be the, you know, the constant issue between Downing and Ryan Tannehill, those are the constants that we see year over year and the offense still isn't improving. Then I think you could look to Todd Downing and say, this is your play calling. You know, if you're calling a play short of the sticks on second down, you know, it's, that's a, you got a head scratcher there, especially in a playoff game. You know, Nick Westbrook-Akina short of the sticks when you absolutely positively need a first down. Is that Tannehill? Is that a Westbrook-Akina or is that Todd Downing? Um, so is he have a shorter leash? I'm going to go with no, but reevaluate after the Giants game, after the yeah. Bills game, kind of see, okay, what are these reoccurring issues? Is it really Todd Downing or was it the lack of receivers, the pass protection, Ryan Tannehill, so on and so forth? I think that's a good way to look at it. Kind of take it week by week, evaluate after each game, see if he's making adjustments, see if his offense is, you know. Is the in-game adjustments are a big thing. Exactly. And, you know, you hope you can see some of the same stuff that you were seeing in Arthur Smith's offense this year, but I mean, Tannehill's got a whole new cast of receivers. He's mm -hmm. never thrown a ball to Austin Hooper in a game. You know, Robert Woods, Traylon Burks, Kyle Phillips, pretty much all of these guys besides Nick Westbrook-Akine have caught a or have not caught a pass from Ryan Tannehill. Do you think that's a major concern heading into next season? Or are you kind of like, you know, it's something that can be figured out here. We got the guys reporting to training camp, I think July 26, that can be worked out over the offseason and throughout the preseason. I think it's definitely something that can be worked out throughout the off season. It's definitely going to be a wild card going into the season. That's why I think I have such a difficult time trying to pinpoint my expectations for this team, because I just don't know what it looks like. And it is a little bit of a concern to me because you you've seen the difference of when AJ Brown was in and when AJ Brown was out, the chemistry that AJ Brown and Ryan Tannehill had was tangible in that 49ers game. For example, so many times I felt like Ryan Tannehill was dropping back. It was like, okay, F it. AJ's down there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Right. And, right, right, and he right. was, and, and like, that was a level of trust that those two had and had built up over time that he doesn't have anymore. And so I think that seeing how uneasy Ryan Tannehill looks, not just in the, in the playoff game against the Bengals, but really throughout the entire season last year when A.J. Brown was out, that makes me worry, okay, what kind of level of trust and confidence and experience does Tannehill have to have built up with his receivers to be able to do that? Okay, dropping back, I'm getting sacked, I'm just going to throw the ball and somebody will be there. But not just the changing of receivers, but I think the addition of Austin Hooper is big. I don't know what Austin Hooper could be. I don't think that Austin Hooper is George Kittle. I don't think that he's Travis Kelsey. I don't think he's one of the top tight ends in the league, but just seeing what I've seen uh, at OTAs and at mandatory minicamp, it seems like there is some good chemistry built up between Tannehill and Austin Hooper. I've seen so many good, good connections between Tannehill and Austin Hooper. And I think that having those kind of short yardage situations 
with Austin Hooper. I think that's what Tannehill was missing last year. He's not good with the deep ball. He'll dink and dunk and get a few yards here and there. So I think having a certified pass catching tight end that he can rely on in short yardage situations, I think that's going to be a big contributing factor to this offense. But I do wonder about the chemistry with Robert Woods and Traylon Burks and not being able to build that chemistry with Traylon Burks, at least in OTA as a mandatory minicamp. Will he be out there in training camp? I don't know. I like, I don't know what the deal is going to be with Traylon Burks, but I, that does worry me in terms of building chemistry with the receivers, building trust with the receivers. Tannehill hasn't been able to do that with Traylon Burks yet. So that is a concern for, of mine. Caroline, I'm going to do something uh, really um, like very sports talk radio centric. I'm going to ask you just a very, very open-ended question. Uh, what stood out to you most uh, at minicamp so far? Oh, that's honestly Shig. Really? Jake, Jake all right. has Hell stood yeah. out to me a lot in training camp. I mean, not just like his, like he's big. He's a big body tight end. Are we getting our hopes up with Jake? Cause that's what I'm, I'm scared of. Cause I, I, I agree with you. I'm, and I've only seen from afar, obviously mm-hmm. through videos and through, you know, writing. I'm very excited about Jake and I'm scared that I'm getting like my hopes up because he is still what, like a fourth, fifth round draft pick. Like he's Johnny yeah. Smith reincarnated. Yes. Yeah, so, and that's Says what I want to think. That's what I want to believe. And the last great, you know, last great tight end from Maryland and in Titans history went down as a pretty good one. Uh, a yeah. Hall of Famer and Frank Wycheck. So I don't know. Am I getting my hopes up, Caroline? Probably. <laughs> Probably. I like to call them training camp darlings. And yes. uh, Marcus yeah. Johnson was one of them last year that like mm-hmm. wherever Marcus Johnson went, I was because I had yeah. so much fun watching him. And what did Marcus Johnson do for the Titans this past Nothing. year? Not yeah. a lot. So, yeah. but I mean, of course, Chick being a draft pick, that's a completely different situation. And training camp is difficult because let's say hypothetically, Tannehill throws a pick. It wasn't that was a bad throw on Tannehill's part. It was like, look at that coverage by the corner. <laughs> and, you know, if a, if a corner just gets absolutely burned by the wide receiver, that wasn't on the corner. That was Josh Malone absolutely tearing it up in the field. So it's tough to look at training camp because there's going to be a positive and there's going to be a negative no matter what. But you're always going to look at the positive. So it's hard to take out a lot from training camp, especially when they're not wearing pads. You know, in OTAs and mid-crime minicamp, they haven't been wearing pads. So that's been difficult. Um, to see, but I mean, just seeing like the athleticism of Chig and just his, how big he is has been wild. You know, that's on the positive side. So I think, I think you have every right to be excited about what Chig can be. How often will he see the field, especially with Austin Hooper in there? I don't think that you're going to see, you know, third down sets completely designed by with Chig in mind. But I do think that just having him on the roster and having another, you know, tight end pass catcher a tight end target is going to be big. And I think that he has a, a fairly bright future, but then again, like you said, he's a fourth, fourth round pick. So if he's a bust, okay, that's fine. Um, but if he is absolute boom, then great. That was a total bargain pick in the fourth round, but that's on the positive side. And on the negative side, obviously it's very obvious. Traylon Burks has been one of the things that stood out to me most um, not being out there. You know, they mentioned the asthma thing. Is is that the full story? I don't know. Is it also being out of shape? I don't know. Um, but that's kind of been one thing that I've been worried about is when can he get out there? What exactly is holding him back? Is it the asthma? If so, when can he get the asthma figured out? I have asthma. It's not fun. I'm not a professional football player, so I can only imagine. But um, it's something that's manageable. So I'm thinking in my head, okay, when is this a timeline that we can get things figured out? When can he start to feel comfortable in this offense? Because, you know, as a rookie, it's, that's a big playbook. He didn't run routes at Arkansas. So, you know, this is going to be a big step up for him um, in terms of just 
what he's going to be asked of him as a first round pick. And I don't like to say that he's replacing AJ Brown because I think in a way Robert Woods will be replacing that wide receiver one position. But when you trade AJ Brown and then draft Traylon Burks, it's kind of difficult to not say that he's replacing AJ Brown. So just in terms of the stakes of being a first round pick, the hole that was left with AJ Brown and the fact that he hasn't been able to get out there in training camp has been kind of a concern of mine. So a little bit of a positive of Chig and a little bit of a negative of Traylon Burks. Where do you personally come out on Traylon Burks? Because, you know, obviously LSU grad. <laughs> I mean, he's an Arkansas guy. Go <laughs> Tigers. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, so so he's got the woo pig suey background. Uh, mm. But but then again, you like, as you just said, you two are share a roster spot on Team Asthma. So like where like, you know, Me where and do you come Burks, up- we have a lot in common. Um, yeah, you yeah. Tell. yeah, right, right. Yeah. A lot in common. I, I bet, I bet you probably run better, better go routes than him, to be honest I mean, with you. I didn't want to say it, but <laughs> I, I mean, sec asthma, neither of you've caught a ball from Ryan Tannehill yet. There's a lot right. there between the two. Yeah. You've probably both been chastised by uh, Jared Stillman, you know, That's like, true. I just like, you know, like, you know what? Like, I was joking, but now that you guys mention it, I think that Traylon Burks and I really could get along. Yeah. Um, okay. All right. But you know, just watching him at Arkansas, he was a dude absolute dude i mean he was so fast and he was uh, he reminds me so much of aj and i know we've talked about you probably have i have talked so much about the similarities between between Bricks and aj but he's so big and i mean just looking at like his height and weight that's big and seeing him on the field i'm like oh my god that is a big dude right there so i think that was very much so in his favor at Arkansas because he could just run over defenders. He was like a bulldozer at Arkansas, but it also, you see the other side of it where, I mean, he's having a difficult time to keep up. So I have very, like, I think the ceiling is very, very high for Traylon Burks. If you can just figure out what he needs to do so he can fulfill what's asked of him. I think the ceiling is incredibly high just based off of what I've seen from him at Arkansas. All right, Caroline, I've got one more for you. I know you got a radio show to get to here soon, but. Oh, do I? I forgot about that. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but um you know there, there's a lot of a lot of John Robinson's draft picks you know two three four years down the road they, they take that big leap whether it's in year three the contract year year four who do you see that guy being this year on, on this current Titans roster because they've got a few guys out there I mean Imani Hooker we saw him in a significant role last year David Long's come along Jeffrey mm-hmm. Simmons had a big season his best season yet last year who takes that big leap this year it's hard to not say Jeffrey Simmons, just seeing what he did in 2021. I mean, compared that to 2020, he took leaps and bounds forward. And I think also being in a contract year, that's the biggest motivating factor. If he doesn't get a new contract before training camp, which I really personally don't think that he will, I think that this being a contract year combined with the weapons that he has on the defensive line, because I think adding Danico Autry and adding Bud Dupree unlocked something in Jeffrey Simmons that he just didn't have in 2020. So I think that Jeffrey Simmons will continue to build off of what he did in 2021 with it being a contract year and with the defensive line being bolstered up so much over the past couple of years. But you mentioned David Long Jr. I am the world's biggest David Long Jr. fan. Love him. I think that he has so far to but what he's done so far has been, I mean, he's exceeded expectations very much. So, so I look at Jeffrey Simmons and that's an obvious one. He was the first round draft pick. The hype was there. He did it last year. I think he'll continue to, to build off of that. But David Long Jr., I am a, I'm a big, big fan of. But I mean, you mentioned the first, the, the drafting over the past couple of years. Like John, it's, it's so puzzling to me, John Robinson's drafting. Because the first round over the past couple of years <laughs> has been hot garbage. 
But yeah. like he's found, he finds these fourth, fifth, sixth round just marvels that blossom into these absolute dudes. So I, it's been a puzzling past couple of years in terms of John Robinson's drafting. But David Long Jr. is one player that I look at that I think is kind of consistently overlooked, but I don't think that'll be for long. All right, uh, Caroline, before you go, real quick, um, I want to do a real quick game with you, if you're cool Ooh, with it. Love it. Uh, so I'm doing uh, your co-host, Jared Stillman. I'm doing a <laughs> I'm doing an audit of his social media accounts. Okay. Okay. Uh, his social is Twitter. Okay. Okay. And and Jared's one of those guys who, uh, when he's watching a sporting event, just tweets like as if you know, as if he's at the bar with his guys. Mm -hmm. You know, just you know whatever he's thinking. You he know, lets it fly. Yeah, he doesn't. In fact, I don't even think it goes through his brain first. I think it goes through his phone and then up to his brain. Like the voice to text. Uh, app yes. Or, you know. Yeah, he definitely he definitely tweets it before he thinks it. Uh, and I and, <laughs> I mean, if you need if you need any consolation of this, just go back to the 49ers game. His tweets from the first half of that game. <laughs> chef's kiss. It's, okay? it's almost like his personal like therapy almost where yeah, like oh, he yeah. just needs to yeah. get it. it makes him feel yes. better but right. again i go back to like he's not saying that to be oh. some sort of shock jock like he which i'm i'm glad you said that because <laughs> i i did not know that going in and i you know i i know him personally and i still was in question as to whether or not he was just doing it just for the engagement oh, so no. I, i've pulled some some yeah. tweets of his and i want you to uh these are just statements that are just said in passing while watching sporting events okay, okay. Uh, none, none really Titans related, but all sports, uh, you know, sports related. I want you to, I'm going to read the tweet and I want you to just answer it, uh, answer the take basically, if you, whether you agree or not. Okay. 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 Uh, first one, it felt like Matt Olson had to do that. Caroline, did it feel like Matt Olson had to do that? No, he didn't have okay. to do that. He didn't oh, have right. to do that. All right. No. Uh, he had that, a that had to be from Sunday Night Baseball. <laughs> Probably. Okay. I'm guessing it's from the Brave series this weekend. Uh, yeah, no, he, Freddie would have caught that. Would Freddie have caught Freddie that? Freddie would have caught that for sure. <laughs> Freddie, totally, yeah. Okay. Give Good. me no I'm, context. Freddie would have caught that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Freddie definitely would have caught it. Um, I don't know Dodger baseball, but after a weekend of watch, watching Max Muncy, he sucks now. Does Max Muncy suck now? No, he does not. Mm, okay. Just, no. All right. Just, you, know, if, you know, like a, what a word cloud is where yeah. like you take like a, someone's Twitter or whatever. And like the biggest, the words <laughs> that you use the most are biggest. Sucks if you have like a there. Jared Stillman word cloud sucks would be like in like 72 <laughs> point font. I get onto him all the time. I always say, stop saying he sucks. He doesn't yeah. suck. He's just right. not an MVP. Because <laughs> that's when you get freezing cold taked. That's when yes. it comes back around because then that person has like, it's a ma massive home run and then boom, you're on there. Yeah. Uh, Max, Max he does not suck. Spencer Strider might be a bad boy. Is Spencer Strider a bad boy? Mm, no. Oh okay. man! Wow, yeah. I, I think stash. he could be. I think he could be a bad. <laughs> that's a, that's how Jack uh, Jack's mustache is. Yeah, uh, I mean, is, yeah, is uh, love for Spencer Strider. Uh, Freddie Spencer. <laughs> Freddie Freeman might be the classiest superstar in sports. Is Freddie Freeman the classiest superstar in sports? He could be up there. I think that's a very fair argument to make. Okay, he I think he's a class so act. Uh huh. Yeah. He is a class uh, act. That was a big boy save. Was that a big boy save, Caroline? <laughs> Honestly, Jared I don't know if he's talking about hockey or baseball at this point. If he said big boy, it's probably hockey. Okay. Um, yeah. 
I would say, yeah, I, I would agree. If Jared said it was a big boy save, he does not throw that around very much. So it probably was a big boy save. It takes okay. a lot to get a big boy comment out of Jared, yeah. I think. Definitely wasn't watching a Preds playoff one. game. For yeah, that no, that tweet. was definitely probably a, a Darcy Kemper or a Vasilevsky mention, yeah. and it yeah. probably was. Definitely yeah. no David Riddick. Uh, no, yeah, no big save, Dave. <laughs> I got two more. Feels like next goal might decide the cup. Does it feel like the next goal might decide the cup? Yeah. Yeah, yeah sure. I was gonna yeah. say it does. Yeah. And I got that same feel like feeling, that. It and does. it did. Uh-huh. He was. That was what I would have liked that tweet. Um, he was right. What? A, and then yeah. lastly. The USFL is trash. So is false. The- <laughs> I love the USFL. I think there's something about the USFL that it's so bad that it's good. Yeah. That like, that like I remember watching, maybe it was even week one. It, Shea Patterson absolutely ju- didn't just fumble a snap, but just mm-hmm. it was like the worst snap I'd ever seen ever. Mm-hmm. And I was like, this is awesome. I yeah. love this. This is disgusting yeah. football and nobody is there. The uniforms are ugly and Jeff Fisher is coaching in it. Give it to me. If I'm if I'm a sports talk host and I've never fully understood this, if I'm a sports talk host and USFL just starts, I'm not trashing it for being a bad product, even if it is a bad product, because you know why you're getting football in the spring. And how much do we talk about? Oh, we need more football to talk about. Give me football. Give me content. Give I'm team content. Give me if the USFL is trash. I lean into it and just how much I love it. Even that much more. All the time. All the it's, time. And it's, it's like, like the, sure. all the time. It's yeah. like the NFL's last chance you, I think. That, that's why people love like the knockoff of these things is because the TV show that's on Netflix told us that, hey, just because they're not in D1, that doesn't mean that crazy stuff isn't happening on a weekly, ba- daily basis down here. Exactly. Right. And XFL is coming back next year, which I'm yes, very I, pumped about. I want XFL, USFL. Give me all the, the CFL. Leagues. I was watching Bring CFL back all Friday night. And I, yeah. after, after like two and a half hours of watching the CFL, I looked back and I was like, what am I doing? This is embarrassing. Yeah, you're, but it was you're, awesome. You're like, so, uh, yeah. USFL like, is hey, not trash. The intervention broke out. Caroline, you have a problem. Yeah, uh, we I, mean, need I need to, to like, to. take a walk. I need to find uh, friends. Goodness gracious. I lied. I do have one one last question. Only we're yeah. at the door. And then we're, we're, we're pushing you out the door. Uh, I, you tweeted that uh, your mom and dad listened to every single show. Which one? First of all, I think that's that's yeah. awesome. Wh- first, first question, where do they listen from? Where's home? St. Louis. I was born and raised in St. Louis. Oh, shut up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, not too far from you. I just moved from St. Louis. I lived there no for way. three years. My no wife way. is from there. So Born if you're from St. Louis, okay, you have to ask where, where, what high school? Parkway Central. Parkway Central. Okay. My Let's wife went Colts. to Westminster Christian Academy. This oh, is not oh, important to anyone listening graduate. to the podcast. Well, how did yeah. you get here? <laughs> I know, right? I have yeah, to deal with two on. of them in my life. Oh, both of my, 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 both my actual wife and my work wife uh, are private school kids and I have right. to freaking deal with them. It's both. a whole lot of elitism over in your life. Right. But, yeah, uh, Jack's yeah. mustache is better than my wife's though. I'll take that. I'll take it. You're welcome. Uh, and then, so second, my second question to that is, do they listen to every one of your interviews? Um, this one, they will. Okay. Right. I will right. send them a In that case, <laughs> Mr. Will. and Mrs. Fenton One, have, uh, hello there. Not just uh, Fenton, it's Fenton One. It's for the oh, whole family. Yeah, 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 everyone has that. It's like an you're, Elon Musk thing. We're adding numbers and exclamation You had them change their name legally names. just so it fit your uh, your Instagram handle better. Exactly. Or your, your, excuse me, your Twitter handle. Ed Not Caroline the Instagram Fenton handle. One on Twitter, yes. Mm-hmm. Just regular Caroline Fenton on IG. But just give it some time because eventually once Caroline Fenton changes her Twitter handle to Caroline Fen, the number 10, 
then Caroline Fenton one will be Caroline. Oh, I'm going to jump on it. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, give her a follow. She's awesome for all great Titans content. And plus it's, it's your in to Jared Stillman. Oh, Caroline, we have a bit on our show. Sorry. Okay. This is the last thing I lied. One more time. We have a bit a on our bit? show. It is, is it? a Jared bit. I love it. <laughs> Jared, we, we always wonder what Jared Stillman's dad, his take is on certain sporting events because He's Jared, right. Jared once tweeted about like, you know, I talked to my dad this weekend. He thinks this is a must win for the Titans. He tweeted it out and somehow that just became a bit on, on this podcast. Mm -hmm. So we always talk about Jared <laughs> Stillman's dad. If you can get us any closer, we don't even need to talk to Jared Stillman. If you can get us any closer to Jared Stillman's dad, if you like, you know, okay. you're at work one day and you're like, you know, Hey, Oh, it, you, do you want your dad to call in here? Give me his number. I can call, I'll call him. Personally. Yeah. Like, like write it then down. That he does come us. by very occasionally. So if he does, next time I see him, I will give him a tip. This is uh, the number okay. one Jared Stillman's dad podcast, uh, in probably America. Probably Mr. The Stillman, world. if you're listening, big fan, big Hello. Fan. hi, <laughs> he's a we, great guy. Okay. Very nice guy. We we want his we because we like look if he if he birthed Jared Stillman, the take king, then you gotta think that his takes are just on a you whole other strategy. You can even say that Jared is the take prince and his yeah, dad yeah, yeah, is the yeah, take yeah, king. He had to come from somewhere, yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. This there is it. Is. There uh, it is. Know, well, all right. Royalty. Well, Caroline, uh, you have a show to get to with the take prince, so yes. we don't want to hold you up any longer. But thank you so much for taking the time thank to join us. Me. We appreciate, appreciate it. guys. Give her a follow, Caroline Fenton one on Twitter, Caroline Fenton on IG. Uh, she's the best. And check out uh, uh, Stillman and Company featuring Caroline Fenton. Uh, two to six. Two to six, Monday through Friday. Boom. One to two, five two to the six. Game. There it is. There are no flags on the field. It's a miracle. Tennessee has pulled a miracle. All right, shout out to Caroline Fenton. She's awesome. Uh, a big fan of hers. Uh, yeah, that's all. I, I mean, that's she got me huge. excited for Chig. I, I like. I, I I forget how excited I actually am for Chig Okonkwo. Right, he, he's the Swiss Army knife of the Titans' offense, and I. I uh, guess I've been distracted by Kyle Phillips and Traylon Burks, but Chig Okonkwo yeah. is going to be so fun with Austin Hooper. The Titans really I, upgraded I, there. I admit, I too, I too, she got me excited for Chig. Uh, but then she also said, don't get too excited. That's true. You know, she she, she keep, calmed me keep, down immediately. Keep those expectations. Right, right. It was like <laughs> she saw what like, she was doing. And she was right. like, Nope, Jack, Jack, bring it, bring yeah, it down. Then she just took that wet blanket and just tucked us into bed. <laughs> uh <laughs> but yeah, it was but I, I will say, yeah, she's awesome. She's gonna be back on this podcast again soon. Guys, tweet at her and let her know how much you loved her on this podcast. Uh, she's she's fantastic, uh, and uh, and 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 tweet at her to uh, help her to remind her to help us get uh, Jared Stillman's dad on this podcast. Yeah, we need that. It's the long con, guys. That's what we're doing. That is what we are doing. All right, let's get to remember the Titan Jack. Do you want to go first, or you want me to go first? I'll go first. I've got one. It'll be pretty quick, but uh, okay. I think you guys will remember this guy. I'm talking about cornerback, current free agent, Joshua Elikwachi Kalu. That's right, Ooh. Josh Kalu, the UDFA <laughs> out of Nebraska. The Titans picked him up in 2018. He spent three years with the team, played 28 games, mostly on special teams, though he did see a few snaps on the defensive side of the ball, not many at all. Um, finished with 26 tackles. 
um, but obviously is mostly remembered for oh, yeah. his blocked kick. Yep. Yep. The, the the Kansas City Chiefs were lining up to tie the game um, in Nissan Stadium, and Josh Kalu went and blocked the game tying field goal. It, it was it was thirty five thirty two. The Titans were in a doozy. You know what? Um, I actually left that game early. I left that game early, and we had to watch the jumbotron from outside. Couldn't believe the Titans Jack. ended up winning. Jack. Why? Why did you leave that game it was, early? It, wasn't it the game where Adam Humphreys caught like the touchdown to go up, and that was after the Chiefs had fumbled, like when they were just trying to run the clock out. Like it, the game was over, and it wasn't my choice to leave. By the way, I was I was with one of my friends, and um, the, the yeah. father was pretty pissed, and we, we left against my will, which oh, I should have stood I'm up so... and said, "Sir, what are we I doing am, leaving this game?" Jack, I am so disappointed in you. Like you of all people, Dude, and, I, no, I, and I, not left... not you, not you of all people, Titans fans of all sports fans. I've left two Titans games early, and just the the most insane comebacks happened. The other one was I, the Giants way back in the day. Stop! You left that yeah. game. I was I was just about to reference that game. Yeah, but that I was like I was like nine and didn't understand the Arizona Cardinals game. Like. I was there. You for just, there, there are, you just if the Titans are in a game, I don't care <laughs> if they're getting killed or what. If they are in a game on the fourth at Nissan Stadium, you don't leave. We yeah. learned that the very. I know. I know. Look, I, I made a big mistake. I acknowledge the mistake. And, you know, here we are today. I, I, I'm, I'm here confessing my sins to the world. I just I'm trying to get absolved for the, leaving this game early. But anyways, back to Kalu. So after the 2020 season, you, you know, he, he had 16 tackles, but the Titans, you know, didn't really have interest in signing him to a future reserves contract. So the, so the New York Giants picked him up. But in his first game with the Giants, in, his pre, in the first preseason game with the Giants, Kalu tore his pectoral and was placed on season-ending injured reserve. So right now, Kalu stands as a free agent. Um, we're going to wait and see if he finds a team. But right now, Josh Kalu, free agent. But I'll always remember Josh Clue for that blocked kick against Kansas City. I was in my car listening to it on the radio, and I'll, my goodness, Mike Keith, an uncle of this podcast, absolutely incredible call, kept me enthralled in that game. I'll never forget that game just based off of listening to it on the uh, on Titans radio. It was awesome. It was great to uh, see Vrabel just run over and grab him and hug him too. You know. Okay, Jack. So my my remember the Titan is. Uh, my my remember the Titan is Quinn Marcus Johnson. Okay. And I say this uh, with my baby on my lap. Yeah, Austin was just delivered to the baby. I was just delivered the baby. This is her podcast debut. Do you want to say anything, Kenny? Say that, that. No. Okay. All right. We'll see. She'll probably say something here in just a sec. <laughs> She's not uh, ready for the moment. Right. But this is, this is where we're at. This is where we're at in the, uh, in the season where it's like, yeah, we're bringing our babies on for the final segments mm-hmm. of the podcast. Uh, my remember the Titan is Quinn Marcus Johnson. Now you're probably like, uh, Quinn Marcus Johnson, you mean the old American football fullback? <laughs> yeah. And then you're probably like, you mean the one that was drafted by the green Bay Packers in the fifth round of the 2009 NFL draft? That's the one. And then you're probably like, you mean the one that was part of the Packers super bowl, uh, 45 champ or 55, no 45 championship team as they beat the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah, you know him, don't you? And then you're like, yeah, didn't he play football, play college football at LSU? Yep, he did. Uh, he also played for the Tennessee Titans and the Denver Broncos. Jack, 
Listen to Quinn Johnson's career, okay? September 3rd, 2011, he was signed. Or excuse me, he was traded to the Tennessee Titans. One month and four days later, he was cut for Ahmad oh. Hall. Oh, the Sarge. Okay. That's it was okay. returning. It was returning to the team from a four game suspension. My man was a Titan for a month. Uh, but as a fullback, we appreciate him. We appreciate yeah. all, you got to show love to the fullbacks. Look, and any, if you're a Titan for even a day, we appreciate you. Okay? I was, when you read the name, I thought you were going Marcus Johnson, the receiver. No, no, this is Quinn Johnson. Quinn okay. Johnson, the fullback. Quinn Marcus and Johnson. Yes. Qu- well, his middle name's Marcus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Quinn Marcus Johnson, the fullback. And uh, I, Jack, what lasted longer? Quinn Johnson as a Titan or Luke Worsham's Tuesday night to, uh, Titans <laughs> podcast through A to Z Sports? That's pretty close because Luke couldn't have gone much longer than a month or two. It, 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 I don't think it, it had to have been five weeks tops, right? Yeah, it could be a tie. It could be a dead tie. Okay. I, that's yeah. what I thought. I, <laughs> I was thinking about that. I was like, man, this would have been, I mean, Quinn Johnson should have just started a podcast for A to Z sports. If he wanted to work that short, <laughs> <laughs> we got to talk about, we got to get a Luke reference in every single week. Well, that's we have a, to, that's and that's just, goal. and honestly, we just do it. I love, cause we miss Luke. Uh, and I honestly, I hope, but th- let that also be a lesson to anyone out there as we're coming off of literally the least content filled podcast in probably this this podcast existence. Let that be a lesson that any other Titans podcast, they just don't last compared to ours. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, you see the turnover from F words pod. You see the turnover with Luke Worsham's pod. You see the, the turnover from, uh, um, I don't know who else is. Surely else there is have been there. other podcasts that have folded. Yeah. Uh, not really coming to mind. No. It, but but and look, it, yeah, we were light on content today, okay. But we still made it work. Caroline came in here and carried the weight for all all three of us, okay. She did she did her job, uh, which she was awesome, and we appreciate her. And we then, made it. We made we got through it. We did get right. through it. All right. If you're like wondering, like, well, look, other other people are talking Titans, you know. So I was on so I was on Twitter the other day, and I saw uh, a guy. Uh, what's his name, Mister Mister Titan? Uh, the, I think he's a YouTuber. Okay. Um, sounds right. He, he was, he was Titans Rossi, he, maybe possibly. I, I don't know. I don't re- honestly, I don't remember who it was, but he, but he, he gave a, he gave a, uh, hypothetical out there, you know, to get some engagement, which credit to him. I, that's what you got to do. Mm-hmm. You got to get that engagement, get people talking. Um, and he did, what's your all time. If you could hypothetically match up any Titans quarterback with any Titans running back in the history you know, of Titans football, who would, who would be your dream pairing? Jack. And look again, all respect to him. All respect to him. There's only one answer to that question, right? I think that you can answer that a couple ways though. Who? I mean, think about Chris Johnson with Steve McNair. You would go Chris Johnson over Derek. No, 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 no. I, I'm just saying there's, there's, there's other options that are okay. I mean, that are okay, sure, but there's one right answer, right? Yeah, Zach Menberger and Derrick Henry. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, see, I was thinking, uh, I was thinking Kevin Daft and Chris Brown. That's what (laughs) (laughs) I did see someone, someone replied with, uh, 
uh, what was it? I think if Mettenberger is it is either Mettenberger or um, someone else, and uh, maybe and, Matt and B- Bishop Sankey, which Bishop R- Sankey, Rusty Smith, Bishop Sankey, back with the Titans. Yeah, he's a he's a coach. Apparently, that happened that happened on Wednesday of last week. Mm-hmm. Jack and I that we were so pissed that that dropped. That was a Wednesday afternoon news dump. We were so pissed. We barely missed it, but I'm glad Bishop Sankey's back. Hopefully he can do more as a coach than he did as a player. Well, yeah. I mean, that would mean he would do something. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was mean. That was mean. He's a Titan again. I can't take shots, but I still believe I still hold out hope that Bishop Sankey is the answer. Like mm-hmm. he's a, he's the sleeper pick of that draft that, um, it's like Mark Apple, the baseball player. For any baseball fans, Mark Apple was a 2013 first overall pick in the MLB draft. He got hurt, took three years off baseball, came back, was called up this past week for the Phillies, and finally pitched for the first time. He was 30 years old. So maybe Bishop Sankey is the Mark Apple of Titans football. Yeah, he's going to pitch for the Phillies. For, like, for the three people that understood what I was talking about there, they're going to be like, that's a great one. That's a great point, yeah. Jack. They're going to say, man, that makes up for his poor movie references. Uh <laughs> I'm good. His, I survived obscure, this week again. His obscure we got this week. His obscure Philly pitcher references uh, make up for his poor movie references. Um, okay, all right, that's gonna do it for us this week. I my baby's getting Nancy. Uh, as you can see, can you say hi? Can you? She, she looks just hi? like Derrick Henry. That's what. Wait a minute. Have you been getting that? I no, but I would. I did. I I did say. Uh, I I. I brought up the fact that I kind of wish Derrick Henry. I was like, I was like, I bet you wish Derrick Henry was your daddy. And then I, I don't know why I said that to her, but then, and then I was like, actually, you know what? I wish Derrick Henry was my daddy. She, she does have some Ben Jones in her. I'll say that much. Yeah. Oh yeah. Definitely some Ben. Oh, okay. Well, there goes the, Look at the that. Mike, Mike flag. Uh, Ball security's the, job security for anybody. Mike sock. Okay. You may have heard the baby rip the sock off the mic. All right. Well, we should go ahead and get out of here. I don't know. Um, Y'all know what to do. Follow us on Twitter. He's at Austin Huff. I'm at Jack A. Gentry. You got to follow the pod on Twitter, at Tighten Up Pod on Instagram, at Tighten Up Podcast. Make sure you leave a five-star rating and review. Remember, as always, four and a half stars for the Tup, a half star for Buck. And until next week. (laughs) We love you guys. All of us. You ready? Can you say Tighten Up? Can you say Tighten Up? Say tighten up. Say tighten up. Say tighten up. All right. Until next week. Tighten tighten up. (laughs) They used to be the Oilers a long, long time ago when they played in the Houston Astrodome. They've gone from being spoilers to starting six and oh. They're the Tennessee Titans, they're the 